the Jaguars have work to do still, even though the draft is done. What's next for the Jacksonville Jaguars? I'll tell you on this episode of Locked on Jaguars. You are Locked on Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, folks? What's happening? It's Tony Wiggins, your host of the Locked On Jaguars podcast, and we welcome you into today's show by first thanking you for making us your first listen because it's your team every day and we really 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 do appreciate you and value you shout out to my everydayers make sure that you subscribe to our youtube page for free locked on jaguars locked on nfl as well and wherever you get your podcast every single day make sure you tap in to make sure you hear us there so you do not miss an episode the draft is over and there are a lot of people in my business and in my industry that while we love the draft and we love the content and we love the new audience and we love all of the people that go back and forth and the content that creates itself and all of that stuff you know nobody's ever going to complain that does this for a living especially if you're getting paid to do something that you actually enjoy but but i will tell you that over the last three or four days i probably had some nice discussions with maybe 30 people in our industry and there is a woo i'm glad that's over with and i'm gonna tell you what happens during this this time of the season you get so overloaded with the analyzing that you almost get paralyzed they call it you know paralysis from analysis and going back and forth and hearing all of the draft talking and we got to put up with that from each other but boy when you really hear and you see the fact that we also have to deal with it from folks that just love doing this that don't really get paid to do it from a vocational standpoint and it it's really 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 something that makes us go this is a big deal right but you also have a tendency to probably get a little bit fatigued when it comes to all of the stuff and all of the 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 the, the prognosticating and and hoping and wishing and the the you know arguing and and the the cat fighting and the scratching amongst fans. I'm not. I look. I'm not trying to complain. I don't want it to sound like that. I love my. I love what I do. But to a man, everyone says. Glad that's over. And I think what happens is we forget that there's more to it during draft season. We just focus on draft season and free agency, but there's just so much more to it. Now the Jaguars have to get down to business. And one of the motivations for this was I heard Brian Dabo, uh, my colleague, uh, Patricia Trainer, who works for uh, Locked on Giants, who, who does a very good job. I saw one of her questions that she asked Brian Dabo, and he said, well, we were in phase two. Now we're in phase three. And I, I I use context to realize what Brian Dabo was talking about was the fact that while we're doing this, we're focused on this. And while we're doing this, this is the phase that we're in. And now we're on to something else. And I really realized how fragmented and how focused each individual part of the offseason is for teams. 
And then it made me realize it's also that way for us, right? But the draft comes. It's not anticlimactic. I think it's super exciting. I think all of the buildup uh, is super exciting. The things that we do as a network, um, the challenges, all of these things. You know, you get really, really tired doing, you know, doing those two or three days, right? But then when you realize that's done, you realize it's not over. Trent Baalke, the Jaguars GM, and this is where it becomes relevant to you, the Jacksonville Jaguar fan. Trent Baalke said, we're not done yet. They're never done. It's a 12-hour business. I mean, a 12-hour business. It's a 12-month business in the NFL in order to get the product right on the field. The Jaguars have things that they need to do. We're going to look at some of the things that the Jaguars need to do here today. First segment, we're going to talk about Evan Ingram and that franchise tag right second segment we're going to talk about potential additions at what positions even if we don't name names what positions i'll leave the names up to you and you can hit me at my uh on twitter at shop talking wig or in the comment section on youtube positions that have to be fortified i believe as they head into the draft and an interesting twist on how you can have hope but you can't just solely depend on that hope. You have to make sure that you have hope and, and a backup plan as you get into the season, because once you get into the season, you can't find it. And then last but not least, a look into the future at people who may be candidates to get what Devon Hamilton got, which is an early contract extension before they hit free agency, because you don't want to go through that battle if you don't have to, where you're competing against other people. So that's where we're going to hit today. Let's start with Evan Ingram. I don't know if he's going to ever, ever, ever uh, agree to a long-term deal this year. It is not super, super detrimental, though, that he, if he plays on the tag. I think the franchise tag for a tight end is like $11 million. So his average salary is going to be around that, right? But we all know that whenever you have a longer-term deal, you can amortize the bonus and have the, the first-year salary low put cash in his pocket, then spread it out over the life of the contract. The only time that becomes a problem, like if he doesn't do that, is if they really need the cap space to, and they don't want to restructure somebody else. See, it's easier to do it with him because you know you want him to be a part of the team for multiple years, but maybe there's somebody else that you could restructure on the roster, but you really don't want to push their money into the future because, Hell, you don't know if they're going to be here in the future and you don't want to start handicapping yourself because they're, we're going to talk about this in segment three. The Jaguars are in a good territory right now, but in the very, very near future, they're going to be one of those teams. They're going to be like one of those teams where they don't, they don't want to be pushing too much money in the future because they're going to be doing that with their quarterback when they sign Trevor Lawrence to some, a contract that's going to be at least $300 million in my opinion. I say three, three. Just, you know, three, that many, right? $100 million. So therefore, I'm a firm believer in getting stuff done earlier. If you get it done early, you might get a little bit of a discount. When it comes to that quarterback, you ain't getting no discount because it, it appears as what's happening is everybody's going to look at the last guy. And we could talk about Lamar Jackson not having an agent all day. But the thing is, a deal got done with Jalen Hurts, who does have an agent, and then – the, the the next deal that got done was Lamar's and a baseline. If you really watch it, a baseline for his deal was that deal. And uh, so we can 
you know, go through that. But Trevor Lawrence is going to do the same thing. A baseline for his deal is probably going to be whatever uh, the Bengals work out with uh, uh, Joe Burrow or whatever the um, whatever the Chargers work out with their quarterback. They got a little brain freeze, but it's I'm actually let me say something. I'm actually sitting underneath the AC vent. And- it's freezing in here. So that's why I can't sometimes remember names, but Justin Herbert, that's his name. So, and that's a very interesting thing. Like we'll talk about that too. If I'm Trevor's agent, I'm watching both of those. Like you might not get Joe Burrow money because he's been to two AFC championship games and he actually went to the Super Bowl and, and was real close to winning it. But Justin Herbert's going to break the bank. And if I'm Trevor Lawrence and this crew, I'm like, I got to get more money than that dude. Right. So, those are the things that you have to worry about, be concerned with. With Evan Ingram and his his uh, franchise tag, it, it may hinder you to to sign someone, uh, a veteran free agent at another position, which we're going to talk about in segment two. But I don't mind if he plays under the franchise tag. I did mention this earlier in the week. If he decides to gamble on himself and play on that franchise tag, I mean, it's not that much of a gamble. You get $11 million just to play this year. That's a lot of Skrilla, right? But if his numbers go down, he better hope that the team's success goes up because that's the only way he'll justify getting even a bigger number than he's asking for this year or at least the same number because the Jaguars figured out how to spread the ball around to other people, especially that rookie tight end they got and Evan Ingram's catches go down to like 40. That doesn't look as good as the the, the, catches, the amount of catches he had this year that was a record. For him, a personal best for him, catches and yards. So, as well as touchdowns, I expect all of those numbers to go down, even though his impact could remain a very high, especially if the team is able to do better than they did last year. We'll discuss that and more getting into who they potentially could go for, and it could be helped a lot. Whether you know, if Evan Ingram does um, sign a longer term extension to take his cap number down, they could give that cap space. To someone else we'll discuss that more here on Cinco de Mayo in Locked On Jaguars all right I'll let you know about today's sponsor and that is Built Bar man let me tell you something if you are missing out at Built.com the Built Bar and the Built, Built, Built Puffs are absolutely delicious if you're looking for a great snack but you don't want all the sugar and the calories like me I can't take that stuff then you need the best tasting protein bar ever how about 17 powerful grams of protein with only four grams of sugar and only 130 calories? That's what you get at Built. And we had been telling you to go to Built.com, and you can definitely still do that. But now you have another opportunity. Go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club while you can still get your specialty flavors at Built.com. Walmart, go to the pharmacy section. You can get a four-bar box of Built Bars. If you go to Sam's, you can get 13 bar box and my greedy self would be right at sam's because they are absolutely delicious so make sure you check out built bar products at sam's and walmart and make sure you still tap into built.com for any new releases they're always coming out with new stuff but make sure whatever you do you end up with a built bar in your hand all right man running it through here on this marvelous Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo to all who are uh, celebrating that wonderful, wonderful festive holiday. And uh, look, thank you for allowing us to be a part of this holiday. And uh, I'm going to 
partake a little bit myself and uh, dance until my hips allow me, uh, at least as long as my hips allow me to do it. I'll get out there and move around a little bit. But you don't need hips. You just need ears to be here on the Locked On Jaguars podcast because it's your team every day. We thank you for making us your first listen. Shout out to all of my everydayers. And to anyone who's new to the Locked On Jaguars podcast, Hello, how you doing? Make sure you come back tomorrow. You won't be new no more. You'll be an everydayer as well. It's your team every day here. So we're talking about the Jaguars and things that they have to do. I do think they could still need to try to get Evan Ingram to a long-term contract, uh, at least get him to sign his tender, at least get him to show up, uh, participate. Don't be apart from everyone because, you know, you notice you never hear words like culture fit or, distraction when it's somebody that everybody likes right because i guarantee you if evan ingram was uh a franchise tag holdout i've seen it before with yannick and gakwe all right he's apart from everybody else and it took doug marone to say i ain't worried about him being in shape well all of the good deeds that were done last year when trevor you know they got rid of urban and trevor had his new receivers and everybody was playing catch together and hanging out and going on vacations and doing stuff together are you going to hear about that this year if you got a guy holding out because of a franchise tag or you got a guy who hasn't signed his franchise tag and doesn't want to be a part of stuff and, and it's all business? I'm not going to take it personally because I never do because I understand that it's business. But it's always interesting, and I don't want to use Chris Rock's term, but the selective outrage is always interesting based on who you like and who you don't like, right? So this would be a guy being greedy if he were anybody else. But because we like Evan Ingram and because the Jaguars are coming off of some success – no one wants to feel that way today, and no one wants to make that argument. And I'm not suggesting that you should. What I am saying, though, is we like to think that that chemistry had a lot to do with how they were able to handle adversity after a fast start last year at 2-1, and one, and then it ended up 2-7 and seven with six straight losses, and we were like same old Jaguar. Well, something they had inside of them, along with the coaching staff, but it was something else they had inside of them. And I don't know if it was the workouts or not, but it allowed them to really invest in themselves and understand we can come back. And then they made that run at the end of the year and finished nine and eight and won the division, won a playoff game, and were very competitive in the divisional playoff game in the second round against the Chiefs. They're going to have to add some other people to this roster. And Trent Baalke has said that that's what they intend to do, that they're not done. Um, if they look into the secondary market, uh, I would suspect maybe a veteran edge if it's the right fit and if it's a, a guy who can be a bit of a leader, not necessarily a coach on the field, but can be that guy like Calais was, used to stay after practice with guys and help them, who understands that, yeah, we're going to pay you a little bit of money, but we, you know, we're really invested in the young guys, but we're really, really pushing for a title and we're going to need you to give us 25, 30 snaps a game. If a guy can understand that role, I think the Jaguars will go out there and get him. Now, remember, once they commit to a veteran like that, once they make that commitment to a veteran, you can best believe that it's going to cost the younger player his roster spot because to get a guy like the one that I'm describing, usually it takes a commitment, four, five, six million bucks, and he's uncuttable. He's uncuttable because you guarantee a portion of his contract. A dude like that moves his family here, comes here, he gets all ingratiated and ready to make a run, and you're not just going to cut him and, and take and take a four or five million dollar haircut that just doesn't happen right not for a dude that you're paying eight hundred thousand dollars so make you have to make sure it's a right fit and you hit on him if you bring him here whoever that is slot corner is another one i think this team probably feels like they're close enough 
And uh, they're not just going to depend on development, not just going to depend on the people that they have and hope and wish that these guys are uh, in, in a proper position to start making contributions at this point. It's just too much riding this year, too much at stake this year, especially with all of these rookie quarterbacks in the division. You want to take advantage of that right now and, and get host home playoff games, host not just one but two to, to better yourself and put yourself in a better position to be able to get things done. So um, slot corner is another one. Uh, I, I asked the football coach. I, I had someone in here today who played in the NFL who also um, coaches college football now. I asked him, I said, why do people think all old corners can just play the slot? He said it's the total opposite. He says, an old guy ain't a way an old guy trying to deal with all that foolishness. And I said, what do you mean? He said, he's got more field to cover. He's got more stuff to do. An older guy who plays outside his whole career, he probably wants to play shell coverage and play off and sit on that boundary and use the boundary as, as another defender. And that's kind of what he wants to do. The old guy doesn't want to be chasing these young dudes across formations and all of that. I said, well, what about Charles Woodson? He said, that's a difference. Charles Woodson was a great football player for his whole career. So when you put him close to the line, he was just able to do more stuff. But we're talking about a guy who's guarding slot receivers, a little quick twitchy guy, an old guy who's never done that, doesn't want to do that stuff. So the only old guy who wants to do that, and when I say old, I'm talking about a 10-year veteran because people were talking about Casey Hayward. I don't know how long he's been in the league, but it seems like he's been he's been such a great player for a long time. It seems like it's about he should be 30-something years old. But there are specialized guys out there who Steve Nelson was that last year. That's who I thought they were going to go after, who know exactly what it's like at 27, 28, 29 years old, and they have made a living playing that slot position. You can find guys out there like that. So – I look for them to do that. Um, I look for them to possibly see at this point. I don't see it out there. Is there a is there a Kelvin Beecham type? I know he's not available. A Kelvin Beecham type that you could use uh, that'll take two three million dollars to come here and be a swing tackle for you while you're dealing with uh, guys being suspended because you probably need somebody on that roster with some experience just in case one of your top two guys gets injured and i hate saying that word on my podcast but i had to just for housekeeping sake so those are the positions that i think they'll really really go out and look and fortify i think they're good at receiver I, I think parker washington being the fifth guy or competing for the fourth position i think that's great so i think they're good there do they add another tight end do they i don't know you know they very well could look for another veteran tight end but you could probably uh, find someone on the market that fits that so edge slot it's funny we went into the draft thinking that those were the very first two picks that they were going to take and they really really didn't address that until later on in the draft so we'll see exactly how that goes who's in line for an extension next maybe not this year but mentally the jaguars probably need to start preparing next year and and viewing whatever they do and how much money they push into the future they probably need to start taking heed of that even though they have a boatload of uh, cap space over the next two years they have a boatload of players that may need to be re-upped and we'll talk about them and how the jags will manage that and we'll do it in just a second here on locked on jaguars All right, third and final segment here of Locked On Jaguars. Make sure you uh, continue to make us your first listen because it's your team every day. 
we are also want your second list focus on what you're going to hear and see next week so we're going to listen to the results of the guys getting back together pay very close attention to the things that are being said keep our eyes and ears to the street to find out exactly who the jaguars may be looking at that'll uh, piggyback off of segment two the one we just did and see if there's any uh new information coming out so make sure when we do that on monday and then i'll put out another what would we do wednesday or another mailbag we're gonna always figure out what we're gonna name it but uh i get a lot i get a ton of interaction with that so i'll make sure uh, around monday or tuesday we put that out so make sure you uh watch my twitter page at shop talking wig and it'll even be on the locked on jaguars twitter page to find out exactly what the question will be and what we're looking for y'all stick to the formula when i say who are the three most important non-quarterbacks i mean players i had people mention all execs yesterday I ain't talking about them i'm talking about people with pads and helmets on I ain't talking about nobody standing on the sideline with a whistle or who's sitting up in the press box with a suit i'm talking about somebody who's actually going to be on the field but i appreciate everybody being so uh so clever okay and we always encourage being smart but we don't want you to be too damn smart for your own good so we can get the content correct and i say that tongue-in-cheek because i love y'all to death um positions uh first of all who's going to get a contract extension we spoke this week about devon hamilton getting extended during the season so he doesn't get the free agency is there anybody else from the 2020 class that may get extended well cj henderson can't because cj henderson is not here he was their first round pick kayla von chason was the second of their two first round picks his fifth year option has been declined kayla von does he have a kayla von might not even make the team this year i mean they love him he's a hard worker but what if they go out and get like a vet, right? And then one of these young guys pop and then Jordan Smith pops. And now they got five because you're looking at uh, Trayvon Walker and you're looking at Josh Allen. So that's five edge rushers. That means uh, the two starters. And then let's just say uh, they really like your C. Abdullah and the things that he brings because you have to account for these roster spots in your 53 man roster and actually where guys are going to play. And then what if Jordan Smith, all six foot seven, 260 pounds, shows up and shows out? And then they still got Dixon from last year. And then we talk about them go out and sign a veteran. Let's just throw in a couple of names out there. If it's Clowney or if it's Yannick Ngakwe, right? Or if it's Frank Clark, Kayla Vaughn might be in trouble especially if Devin Lloyd's going to spend a little bit of time down there playing edge too. So Caleb Vaughn might be in trouble. He might not even make it out of training camp. Nice guy. I heard a lot of great things about him, but three sacks in four years, it just doesn't add up to me. So well, three sacks in three years. LaVisca Chenault was a part of that draft class. We know he's gone. He left last year. See, that's what I'm talking about, about a guy, about a guy not making it out of training camp. That's exactly what I mean. Devon Hamilton was the third round pick. He got his bread. Ben Barch who probably won't be uh, back for training camp, but they really like him development-wise. They like where he came from. Uh, they like uh, his extension. He just got hurt last year at a very, very critical time. But if he had finished the season and he had finished the season and played decently, you could have seen Ben Barch along with Devon Hamilton already get money. Uh, Jack Quarterman, look, I'm rooting for him. As you guys know, I've said it over and over again. When my son was a senior in high school, starting at left tackle, Shaq was a freshman starting at linebacker on the other side of the ball. And 
Um, it, it was a very, very good kid. Uh, it's going to have a place in this league for a long time. You know, it's just that he played here at home. We got to see if that's going to continue to happen. Uh, Daniel Thomas and nobody else on there is going to get an extension. So who is going to possibly get an extension next year when they're going to have to re-up Trevor Lawrence? Who are some guys when they have to re-up Trevor Lawrence? Who are some other guys that they that they have to look for and they're going to have to look forward to paying? Well, you can look right in the exact, in the exact same draft where Trevor was selected, right? In the exact same draft, in that same first round, Travis Etienne. I don't know if they do Etienne early. I don't think because he's a running back, especially with the presence of Tank Bigsby. I, I just think you just wait and let Travis Etienne play it out. There's no reason to do it early. Uh, you just probably wait until the actual fourth season while he's in season which is that's what Devon Hamilton's in now. So you actually wait or you sit there and try to wait after and see what happens. But uh, if there's a candidate to not get redone, you know, you got to always think running backs because the life expectancy of backs. Tyson Campbell, in my opinion, will never, ever hit free agency. And if he does, the Jaguars are crazy because Tyson Campbell is going to be a dude that probably will command $100 million. So it's probably best that the Jaguars do something early he may be a guy that they use that tag on uh, because if they go ahead and re-sign Trevor. Um, I'm going to get through some guys that aren't draft picks. Walker Little is going to be due at the same time. So will Andre Sisko. So this is a big year for Walker Little. I think Sisko's already cemented himself as a dude that you want to keep off the market as well, especially at the free safety position. Walker, This is the one thing about having a decent draft, especially a draft where – a lot of the guys have played while they're young, and then you have some success. This is what Trevor did. Trevor came in along with Doug Peterson, and they had a whole bunch of success for a bad team who picked high, and a lot of the guys in the 2001 draft have played a lot. And when those guys have played a lot, that means that they're going to command or demand to get paid a lot. Uh, J2 Feely is not here. We talked about Jordan Smith. What is Jordan Flashes? What is Jordan Flashes this year? Now, Granted, he's another guy who doesn't have any more guaranteed money, so he might not make it out of training camp. But if he does and he plays extremely well, then you'd have another year at least uh, with next year being his fourth year. But still, you still want – you can't have all of these dudes coming up in free agency at the same time. Luke Farrell, I think they ought to do something with Luke Farrell early, especially if he can prove to be a nice number two or number three tight end. Get something done. And, and a lot of that may have to do with how he continues to develop and what uh, happens long-term, if something happens long-term, with Evan Ingram. Now, for someone who is not or was not a draft choice, but at some point will come due for some money, that is the new addition to the uh, wide receiver core through a trade that everyone is excited about. He's your number one receiver, Calvin Ridley. He is going to have to get some money. Josh Allen, who was a draft pick before that, who's playing on a fifth-year option, is going to have to get some money. And that's going to have to come after this season unless they use the tag on him and make him play under the tag for a year. But if they use it on him, they can't use it on somebody else. I don't know if there's anybody they really want to use it on. They're not going to use it on Evan Ingram two years in a row, I don't think. So I don't think it's 
uh, look, having not having players that are good enough for you to retain is the bigger problem than having a whole bunch of players that are decent players, really good players. I mean, I'm talking about guys that's going to command money from other people and having to figure out a way over the next two years how you get them all and how you pay them all. Now, if you look at some of the uh, salary cap sites, they'll tell you the Jaguars got a quarter million dollars. They're going to have a whole bunch of money, but it's still going to be very, very important how they structure these contracts and how they how they you better hope this draft works out the one that they just, they just took 78 people the other day you better hope it works out because they're going to need i hate to say cheap labor but they're going to need inexpensive playmakers when trevor lawrence does sign that big big deal uh because they're not going to be able to always go out and add ready-made help uh if they need something that's on the free agency market so they are really really focused on being a homegrown team one that they draft, develop, and then retain. Obviously, everybody can't stay. You're going to have some people that's going to leave. You're going to have some attrition, but you want to have guys that are right behind. So a lot of work to do, a lot of work to do with this year's team, a lot of work to do uh, structurally with how they're going to uh, move forward and who they're going to move forward with, and then a lot of work to do in the start getting into their heads. They can't work out a deal with Trevor until this season is over with. But what they do now and who they do it with will determine how they're going to be able to have the, the room and the comfort level to negotiate with good faith with all of these guys. So it's a lot to look forward to. And I bet you they've already started on that stuff. You don't get, you know, in a billion dollar industry, you're not going to wait until you actually get to the water to learn how to swim. They're going to do that early. You guys can do it early with me every single day here on Locked on Jaguars because it's your team every day. We always are eternally grateful for you joining us. And I got a, a little announcement. A Locked on Podcast Network has uh, worked out an agreement and, and has come into partnership with SiriusXM. So very soon you'll start to hear, if not already, you'll start to hear uh, Locked on uh, Jaguars all the other podcasts from the Locked On Podcast Network, you'll hear them on Sirius XM. So we are very, very proud of uh, to be partnered with that great institution and uh, more good things to come from the Locked On Podcast Network. But you guys take care. Enjoy Cinco de Mayo. Please, 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 whatever you do, be safe. Be really, really safe. Uh, make sure you have a designated driver. Enjoy yourself. And I'll see you all Monday. Take care of each other this weekend. And have a great weekend from Locked On Jaguar.